Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. Yes, 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 let's do this. Oh my God, I am so excited today. (laughs) And I think I say this almost every show, but I really am super excited today, more than I could say. This is Tracy Harrell, and on today's show of It's Bigger Than Me, we're gonna be talking about being intentional as a parent, as a human being, what are those things you can do to achieve your dreams? And with me, I have one of my favorite people, one of my oldest friends, Natasha Seely, and her son Jordan is actually um, going to be calling in. Super excited about that. Natasha, I'm going to have you do an introduction. Tell people who you are. I am Natasha Seely. I... Oh, sorry, Mike. And we we also talking about who you are and why is this concept of being intentional so important? And I... Um... Most for first and foremost, I am a um, a parent of a wonderful young man who is now a lieutenant in the um, United States Army. So I am very very proud of that. And because I feel that I was intentional in the way that I raised him, I think it contributed to the person that he is today. So that's my just proud mommy moment. <laughs> yes, proud mommy moment. Go. And what was what was the the one thing you wanted? You wanted intentionally. You wanted Jordan to. I wanted him to be a good person, period. She, I, I remember you saying that for the last 10 years. I wanted him longer. to be a good person because at the end of the day, no matter what accolades or what, you know, you pin on yourself, you know, when you take all the uniforms off and everything else, you just have to stand in the mirror. And that's the person that you want. When you look in the mirror, you want to just see a good person. I love that. I love that more than you know. So we're going to talk more about being intentional on this life journey, when I think about what this show is all about, I say very simply, our vision is we use technology, community, and positive psychology to help good people do great things. And so I have another good person here who is doing great things. <laughs> Sean Palmer is another one of my favorite people. And it's because, you know, when you meet someone, there's just some positive energy. There's just a connection. When you're, when you're on a similar purpose in life, it's just like an obvious I call him my divine connection. You were one of my divine connections. I've heard that, yeah. You, you, you've, you've heard that from me <laughs> yes. several times, yes. So what I loved about you when I asked you about what was your passion in life, you said, number one, I'm a father. Absolutely. You said you're a Navy lieutenant. Volunteer and servant leader. And a servant leader. I, I love that. And, and we shared a video during your first uh, time on the show. And tell us about the video. We can't show. We have some technical issues, people. So we are just working it out. We, we're being solution-oriented, so I can't show the video again today. But I love it. The video, I think, comes from 2009, and it was Christmas Eve. And what I had done, because I, I didn't have my daughter with me for that holiday, uh, therefore it just becomes any old day of the week. And so um, I've got a, a relatively capable off-road vehicle. And so what I'd done was I just did a, a patrol of Snoqualmie Pass. And back and forth, just looking for stranded drivers. And, uh, and I actually recovered five different vehicles, uh, drivers that had spun out, very inclement weather. 
uh, spin-outs and people stuck on the median and, and got them back on the road toward their own Christmas. So he said Snoqualmie Pass. For those around the country and around the world who are watching this, either live or uh, on, on YouTube, Snoqualmie Pass is a can be a treacherous part of, we're in the Pacific Northwest, we're in Seattle. Um, it can be really dangerous. And so on Christmas Eve, this guy was intentionally out looking for stranded passengers because it's just kind of, how it typically works. It's, it's, it's a dangerous place, and we don't know how to drive here in the snow. We, we do not. We struggle. We struggle. We, and, we all and, struggle. And, and we have a short memory. So whatever <laughs> we learned last year, we now are going to forget this winter. So we have to relearn it. Right. And so this video, you just happened to be caught by the news station. Which, which news? It was Cairo 7. You just happened to be caught out there rescuing someone. Yeah. And what I loved about the video, you were just, it was just, perfect in that you weren't trying to take credit you're just like hey i'm just doing what i do and you said when someone asks you who you are they want to thank you what do you say first name good last name samaritan (laughs) it's so cute go on to youtube and look for this guy sean palmer it's really cute so we have you here also because you you're very intentional about your first most important job is being a parent and I've heard this beautiful lady say that before. So I have a single black mother on the show with her black male son. And I have a handsome gentleman here, white male, with a beautiful daughter saying the same thing. And so what's going to be great about this show, no matter who you are, I'm not a parent, so I can't, I can't tell their story. But the bigger than me is a movement. It's the bigger than me movement. I'm bringing on people who have a story to tell that can help everyone in achieving any goal. So even if you're not a parent. If you want to achieve any goal and you want to be intentional, this is the show to watch because these guys have a lot of really amazing things to share. So tell us a little bit about your first role as a parent and what was most important to you. What did you want for her? How were you intentional? Well, the way all of these things wrap together, leadership, purpose, intention, parenthood. Uh, First of all, intention, it's one of those things where you either are or you aren't. You can't be a little bit bankrupt. You can't be a little bit pregnant. You can't be a little bit purposeful. You, and, and so if we miss being purposeful, then, then we're not. And, and life drifts right past us days, weeks, and months at a time. Mm. And we have a relatively short window, zero to 18 years. And we lose some of those teen years, in, in all honesty, to mentor and instill character and, and teach and make ready our children. And every day that goes by that we are not intentional, that is a day lost. Mm. All right now. <laughs> yes, and that's what we've talked about. We've had this show in some form or fashion for three years. My book is coming out in January. Yay. And we're bringing in lots of lessons like this about being intentional. And so let's talk about this beautiful lady sitting next to you, Brooklyn. Tell me, what do you like most about Brooklyn? What do you love most about this woman? Why is she, why is she amazing? Oh, her heart. Um, her, her demonstration of, of selflessness at, at, at an early age uh, and her willingness and her ability to just give when I'm pretty sure you were 11, uh, but it was, it was one of those birthdays and she said to her friends, don't bring gifts. I'm going to collect donations for the local humane society. And, and I don't know of, of too many other preteens that are willing <laughs> to do that. I mean, to just to, to have a passion of their own and then execute on it. It is easy to say to, to have wishes in the back of our head, but to be 11 or on the cusp of 11, really, <laughs> and, and execute that. And, and I, I thought that was amazing. 
one, we, we did some good. We were able to take a, a donation check down to the local Humane Society. Uh, but also demonstrate to her friends, hey, you have an option next year. There are other things that we can do. You see that? You have an option. So, you know, this this show is all about telling stories, sharing wisdom, elevating expectations. We all have options. To your point, we have an option to be intentional every day. You were intentional about raising her, Miss Brooklyn. I wanted to ask you, what do you love most about your dad? Tell us about him. First, introduce yourself first. Okay. I'm Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I'm 16, and I'm a junior. And I can you pull? The, I think he wants to pull the mic maybe closer to you and project is what I'm getting for Mike. Go. Um, I hope my dad when he like does his leadership stuff as his intern. I'm also involved in FCCLA at my school. And Wait, yeah. what's FC? FCCLA stands for Family, Career, and Community Leaders of America, and it's basically where we come up with our own ways to change the world and do better things around the world and we go compete nationally and basically just tell people our ideas execute our ideas and make I, changes I, I love that i love that so much so why do you think that's important why, why should other kids around the country around the world why should other people participate in something like this or why, why should people want to make the world a better place because like our generation is the generation that's going to make a change and a lot of kids do this and so if all of our ideas if at least half of them work it's going to make a big change in excellent. our world excellent i love it i love it thank you for that so miss natasha we're gonna we're kind of circling around things are a little different today anyone who watches this show know that i'm i live i'm writing my book as the shows are live it's a beautiful thing so i don't have my laptop today because we're projecting jordan on screen so we're going to let you do the setup for jordan and then mike get ready we're going to go to jordan on the monitor so um miss natasha miss tracy tell us about jordan do a little introduction plug him well um there's a lot of things i can say about him he's tell us about your background too like where did you come from well, to where you are now i think that makes a big difference so my family is from guyana so um i was the first um I was the first one that was went to had was educated here in America, so Jordan was the first generation born here, and our concept in our family is that each generation has to do something more than the generation before. So he was raised with that concept. So my parents got you know were high school educated, so I had to go to college, and therefore now he has to go to college and then some. So we he was always raised with the expectation that you you know that we were we were looking at you. And it wasn't that you, they were people that came before you and they're going to be people that come after you. So that's something that, you know, you have to take seriously. And boy, did he, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you know, Jordan is academically sound. I mean, he had a full scholarship um, to Florida A&M University. He's uh, um, he graduated magna cum laude with um in um, construction engineering technology. So those things are all, you know, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, he's going to be wonderful. And then he throws us a curveball, and it's like, well, I'm going active duty in the military. So the first question everybody was like, well, why would you want to do that when you could come out and make so much money in engineering? And I, I'll never forget, I, we were at dinner with one of my friends, and I had never heard him explain it to someone else like with me he had to sell sell it a little differently <laughs> as his mom right. but you know we were sitting at dinner and he's actually in uniform because he was home on drill and he said well 
because someone has to do it. No, everybody can't say not me. Mm. He said the life that we live, we the advantages that we have. He said, I went to school every day on my school bus. Didn't have to worry about anything. I played sports. On the field, I didn't have to worry about a bomb. I didn't have to worry about, you know, getting shot or anything. Said I had a wonderful childhood. And because somebody else went and made sure that that was available for me. And we're not a military family. So it's not that that was something that, you know, he grew up seeing or it was part of his, you know, his um, background. It was just his personal take on what life. and, And he's like, not everybody is mentally, physically or emotionally able to do that he's like I am and therefore I have a responsibility because somebody has to go and for that like <laughs> anything else that he does it, it it doesn't measure that because it's so selfless it, it is it's so, so selfless so when I talk about my son and I say he's a good person that's the that's the story I tell not all the rest of the stuff yeah <laughs> no, Jordan, I'm kidding but <laughs> I mean at the end of the day you know that's what when people see my you know, see my son, that's what I want them to see when he walks in the room, is that he's a good person. Jordan, we love you so much. Mike, can you go to a shot of Jordan? Uh, I think I think we got we got you live. Jordan, I love you. You know that. I, I love that she just said someone has to do it. Can you tell us, just introduce yourself to the world. You're gonna be, you guys are going to be on the show numerous times. I've had your mom on as radio only, so you guys are going to be on numerous times. So just give us the introduction of what else would you like to add on? Why you? Why do you have to do it? Like, wh- wh- why are you being intentional? Right. Um, well, uh, can, can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. And so, you. Uh, like you said, I'm Jordan Seeley. Um, and, I mean, she kind of touched on everything. Uh, what I do want to say, though, is uh, I'm a product of uh, Sanford, Florida, which is in Central Florida. Um, and, you know, that's where my heart is. That's where my home is. And everything I do you know, I always have to give credit to, you know, where I'm from because it's, it's made me, you know, who I am today. And uh, basically on the topic of being intentional, um, everything my mother ever did was intentional. And the reason I could perceive it as being intentional, even at an early age, is because she always perfect, would. Oh. Sorry, Mike is trying to you get your me? video. Yeah, he's trying to get your video together. It's kind of bouncing around a little bit, but keep talking. We got you. Yeah. Yeah. At so an early age. We need age, you to stay still. And then he's okay. going to try to, we need you to be per- perfectly still. I think you're moving. And then he's trying to move the camera to keep you in the shot. It's not working out. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No problem. All right. All I got to look at it. Are you good? Awesome. Okay. So we have editing capabilities and all that for future. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. So keep talking. So for, for people who don't know, he just mentioned he's from Sanford, Florida. Sanford actually was has a claim to fame. It actually happens to be where Trayvon Martin, the Trayvon Martin incident occurred. And I actually lived in Orlando at the time. I have some of my, my other best friends, Sean, and you. they're from this this town. And so it changes you as a, as a human being, especially, you know, well, that's a whole nother show. But the fact that you're a product of that community Right. From single mother home. Um, and, and you've been able to accomplish what you have. You went through college um, in the ROTC program. So now you're in. Tell us what you're doing right now. Uh, currently, I'm a chemical nuclear officer in the United States Army as a second lieutenant. And um, I'm actually finishing my um, basic leadership uh, course, my officer leadership course. And then I'll be uh, going to my unit and serving as a, a platoon leader in a chemical unit in uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. So, Jordan, we were talking earlier about 
uh, being intentional. And we know that your mother was intentional. She was on the show last week as well with the two or three other guests. And we talked about how intentional she was in raising you. Do you want to share anything about why that was important and what you learned? Maybe maybe one of my favorite stories. I don't know. You could share something else. but Right. So I'm going <laughs> to uh, preface, preface it with uh, uh, basically kind of touching on what I was about to say earlier yes, is the fact that, you know, everything she did was intentional. And because I was so young, the way I was able to perceive it as being intentional was she literally sat there and communicated everything she did to me and the rationale behind it. Mm. And so what what's crazy and what I what I preach to a lot of parents, even, uh, you know, parents my age now, my, my peers, is when you're doing things, uh, you, you have to you have to explain it to children. Um, and, and you can't just use the, the class system or the fact that you have a position of authority as just the end all say all to every situation. Because if someone doesn't know the rationale behind actions, then they'll never learn, uh, you know, through that experience. So she never treated me like a child. And, and I think that was the biggest thing um, as far as her parenting style that really kind of got me to that thought process. And it kind of trained my mind to everything that I do has to have a purpose. And if I can't, I can't provide a rationale behind my actions, then there's no point of me doing it. And so it really streamlined a lot of my energy as far as, you know, my matriculation through any type of, you know, endeavor, whether it's in academia or just uh, in the military. I love it. Streamlined your energy. That is a perfect way to talk about being intentional. Streamlining your energy, being very focused on a thing. I love it. So we're going to circle back around. I have a handsome gentleman sitting to my left. I'm going to have you introduce yourself. So he was actually going to be kind of our midway break. Um, we're going to have him do a little commercial for uh, an amazing organization that you're part of. But then when I learned that you could sing, I was like, well, we got to bring in some kind of lyrical aspect to. Um, you got to entertain him, right? You, you got to, basically. So um, introduce yourself. Tell us why you're here. Go ahead and plug the organization that you're, 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 you're talking about. Um, supporting and why we should all support it as well. And then I'm going to have you pause and I'm going to set up a, a song that you're going to sing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So to start with, my name is Ben um, and I work with an organization as the transportation lead. Um, it's a... If you can look in that camera. Uh, it's, it's Very sorry, folks. This is my first time on the <laughs> no, show. Just... Uh, so it's a fantastic event called the Seattle Stand Down. And its primary focus is to help veterans experiencing homelessness get connected to the litany of different services they need to access. So um, about 400 uh, veterans experiencing homelessness come to this event every year. Uh, it's on December 12th and 13th, that Thursday and Friday next week. And service providers from a wide swath of different uh, sectors, private, public, government, spanning education assistance, legal help, housing, um, meals, gear if they're living on the street, they all come together and they help these veterans get essentially case a year's worth of case management in two days. Wow. Uh, it's extremely impactful. It's been going on, um, it's, this is going to be the ninth year, um, and some truly visionary people helped put it together based upon a model that was actually set back during the Vietnam War where uh, Vietnam uh, deployed troops would be out in the field for a certain period of time, and then they would have to stand down and come back in mm -hmm. from their tour, um, and they would 
get to experience some of the just, you know, central parts of what we love and get to get to experience every day in a democracy. Um, and so uh, a lot of times people experiencing homelessness and vets in particular experience so much trauma on the street. So mm-hmm. it's a day where they can they can come out from the cold. You know, they can have sort of this warm area away from all the trauma they experience on a daily basis and they can stand down. So I need to just pause real quick. Thank you so much for that. So I can't go to where I was going to go before because my heart just kind of. Oh, just, it exploded. You, you just melted my heart just a little oh, bit because you have a military man here to my left. You have, you know, you're supporting the military. Jordan has chosen because someone has to do it because he's equipped to do it. He's chosen with a magum cum laude in electrical chemical engineering. He's chosen to, to a life of service. So I just have to pause and say thank you. Because, I, I, I mean, I have two brothers who served in the military as well, but I don't think we celebrate our men and women uh, who are in service the way that we should. So first of all, thank you. Uh, it is uh, an honor and privilege to live in the service of others in or out of uniform. I am fortunate enough that I have served most of my military career in an era in this country where support of our armed forces is actually at an all-time high. So thankful for that. Amen. Amen to that. All right. Veterans Day, Memorial Day, constantly thanked, and and I appreciate it so much. I'll be interrupted at Starbucks uh, if people recognize me. They might recognize the the decal on my truck, and and they'll thank me for my service. Every day. Absolutely. Like, like to me, again, there's a couple things happening here. This show, my life. Jordan, I love when you said you're doing it because someone has to do it. I do what I do because, again, uh, Mike, if you can get ready to zoom in on Jordan, he's got some issues. Can you work on that for me, Sean? Sorry. Can you figure out how to get the camera going? So just make sure we get it plugged in. You got some issues down here. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, Make sure that's plugged in and then down here. Oh, it came unplugged. It's down here. Sorry. Thank you. It's live, people. Live radio. It's bigger than me. So we're going to get it plugged in. We're going to get this computer plugged back in down here. Um, but what I'm I not want... only promoting my event, I'm also technical help. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the entertainment for the evening. Very exciting. Thank you so much. Um, I'm just grateful. And, and I think it's about every day for us to be grateful. Every day for us to be intentional. Every day. You know, people are at their best. Um You know, it's like every day should be like Christmas, you know, like we're so giving and loving during this time of the year. Why aren't we like that all the time? I think that's kind of your concept of servant leadership, right? This we we talked about servant leadership a bit. What are your what are your principles of servant leadership real quick? So the four pillars of four pillars of servant leadership are inclusion, empathy, mentorship. And when those three aren't firing on all cylinders, then conflict resolution. And you have a leadership institute. Tell us really quickly about what that is. Give us some information about it real quick. So the Leadership Coalition uh, is a modularized leadership curriculum that actually teaches rather than a keynote and, uh, and hey, this was my path of leadership, hashtag leadership at the end. Uh, it is actually a bona fide curriculum that teaches others how to be more effective servant leaders. I, I love it. And, and, and I think, again, my choice and how I lead, yes, ma'am. And what I think is so important about what he's saying is he's passing it on to his daughter, and this is exactly what she, you know, what she said is that her generation is going to be the one that's going to change things, and he's already, you know, planting that seed, and she's already taking on the responsibility that it's something that she, you know, that she needs to do at her age. She could be doing many other things, 
but she's taken a focus and, you know, she's aligned herself with doing that work. And they they are the change that we're going to see in the Absolutely. world. And it's so important. And I, I just really want to, you know, say that to you, Brooklyn, while I'm looking at you, because every day, you know, like we all, we constantly say, to, you know, what they're not doing or we give them like nameless generations, X, Y, Z, O, P, Q, whatever, you know, but you're actually, you know, people that are working and serving and um, thank you. And I'm going to say thank you to you as well. Mm-hmm. And again, the same way you're thinking her, thank you. Jordan, again, you passed it on to Jordan, right? I mean, this is why we're so proud. This is why we're doing this show. So Jordan, when you said someone has to do it, like I said, I spent 25 years in corporate America, eight years at IBM, 14 years at Disney, my last five at Microsoft. And December of last year, it's been a complete year. I have been the most intentional individual. I didn't know that I could be so happy because I'm focused on exactly why I was put on this earth. There's, there's something about being intentional that puts you in a place of grace and peace mm-hmm. and power that you can't even imagine. I'm actually writing, um, I'm working on a, a TED Talk right now, and, and it really is so powerful. And I talk about trauma, right? I talk about training, and I also talk about, you know, this level of triumph. And it's super exciting. And so we'll talk more about that later. But I also wanted to say thank you because we all are, we are all being very intentional. So we're in a halfway point. We're going to do a musical interlude that basically sets the tone for the next half of our show. So in the next half of our show, we're going to talk again to the beautiful young folks and, and their, their parents about, again, examples of how do we bridge the gap between wanting to do a thing and actually doing a thing, right? Being aware and actually getting there. As you know, the book that's coming out in January is called It's All Bigger Than Me, and it's an invitation for everyone to actually lean in, tell stories, share wisdom, or elevating expectations. But the first book that I wrote is called Our Journey, Our Dreams, The Art and Science of Being Aware and Getting There. So there's a thing, there, you can be aware that I want to be a great parent, we're going to talk about examples of things that you two have done to actually get there. And, and for parents that are out there, we're not saying these guys are the best and you suck. We're not saying we're simply sharing stories, telling, telling stories, sharing wisdom, hopefully elevating expectations. Here are other options. Here are things that we can all do. And this is all based in love. I'm doing this work because I have a level of love that overflows in me. And I want to know when my days are done that my heavenly, my creator is going to say, well done. Oprah's book about being on your right path. I am so on path. Deepak Chopra has a book called The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success. And he talks about Dharma and Karma and all the things, you know, experiencing miracles every day. I'm doing this live radio show because I literally experience miracles every day. Divine connections like people like you who are willing to tell, tell your story so that we collectively can make the world a better place. That's what this is all about. It's all about love. And uh, my friend over here, you said you wanted to sing a little something. Yeah, well, thank you for the uh, wonderful introduction uh, there. Uh, so when it comes to humanism or acts of service or giving back to the community, um, you really can't accomplish. I think you should kind of lean this way. I'm looking at you. In okay, this I see. Yeah, I'm like, like I'm edging off here. I'll lean back over it. here okay, with you. Hey, hey. hey. Uh, so if you're engaging in these acts of service, you can't accomplish any of this without a love for your fellow man or your, or your fellow woman. Um, so you asked me to sing a song today. Um, and I thought that Love by Nat King Cole would be a fantastic Ooh. option. Ooh. So <clears throat> it's just a beautiful song. Um, you know, it's, of course, just another love song, um, but it's such a beautiful ode to love. Um, 
And so it, it goes, L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than anyone that you adore can love is all that I can give to you. Love is more than just a game for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love is more uh, just lost the lyrics. <laughs> Good. Oh, <my. laughs> yeah. I got 90% there, right? Did, did anyone else hear it? There's a little Harry Connor oh, Jr. in there. Oh, my goodness. He's a crooner, baby. Oh, my goodness. That was so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Th- thank you. Uh, there was too much melisma because I drank so much coffee. I'm vibrating out <laughs> of my, my seat. Voice. <laughs> my voice. I'm all hoarse. But you know what? We, we, we're being intentional, right? We show up and we do our part because guess what? Because we can I literally, Absolutely. literally, I'm like, if not me, then who? And if not now, then when? Absolutely. When I say I am so on purpose. So you can, we're building out a website. We're starting the social media campaign. The book is launching in January. In December, like several weeks, you're going to see all kind of wonderful additional videos from Jordan. He's freaking hilarious. His mom and many, 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 many others. Um, we're just going to continue to like amplify the work I've been doing, taking the, the videos that are a one hour long show and slicing them up so that they're, they're they're searchable on YouTube. So that work is happening. My, Michael Harding actually um, was a guest on the show and he's actually helping me with that. So we're, we're going to bring him back on and, and others. But again, this is a movement. Like We all have an opportunity to make the world a better place and it's super duper exciting. Exciting. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to transition back to Sean in Brooklyn. Uh, I asked Brooklyn a question, and I asked you about if you could go back in time. How old are you now? 16. 16. And I said, if you could go back in time to, say you were 10. I'm making that up. And I, and I, I asked most people this question because it's just kind of a pause to say, what have you learned over X period of time? And I said, what would you tell your 10-year-old self? You get 60 seconds to whisper in Brooklyn's ear at 10, and you're 16 now. Like, what would you what would you share, and how does it relate to this conversation around intention? I would just tell myself, for one, just stop crying and let everything, <laughs> like, if I got in trouble Very tough or... tough love, Brooklyn. <laughs> stop crying, just stop it. <laughs> I would just tell myself that, like, it's not going to last forever. Like, if something goes wrong or if I get in trouble, it's not going to last forever that... You know, just keep your head up. Like, if my dad said something to me and it wasn't, like, the most loving thing or it was, like, you're in trouble because you did X, Y, Z, I'll be, like, I would get really sad. And I would just, if I went back, I would tell myself, he like, he's saying it and doing these things to make you a better person in the future. And to, like, don't take it to heart, but kind of take it to heart and remember the good things, but don't remember, like, the bad things. I love it. I heard you say in lunch, which was so beautiful, you talked about, you know, I mean, you're setting an example. Like a lot of times, you said he's gone to your school. Many times. <laughs> so he's, he's intentional about investing not just in you, but in others. He shares these leadership principles in, in high schools, et cetera, et cetera. 
That's kind of cool. Yeah. He's what what He's been to my school um at my elementary school, my middle school and my high school. <laughs> he just stays in there. He's being intentional. On um on Veterans Days to come and talk and like he said it makes me kind of like famous at school for a day cuz everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh, that was your dad." And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll. <laughs> right? So, I mean, you're proud of him. Yeah. And just like when I'm at school and when he's at school with me and, and it's Veterans Day and like he said, like everyone says thank you to him. It makes me kind of like really happy and like because everyone's like saying thank you to him. And I'm like, did he that, did that. And they're acknowledging <laughs> the value yeah. that he brings to the table. Sean, is there anything you want to share about, again, I know we want to talk about your leadership principles, um, and then I'm going to circle back around. Maybe we will just go there, and then we'll kind of have each person talking about the principles. So um, leadership principle number one. Are they principles? Uh, I call them the four pillars. Four pillars they, they of really support servant, leadership. servant leadership. And Absolutely. actually, before you do that, I know, I know, you know we have a lot of conversations that we've had. I need for you to redefine for us. We've had this conversation before, but not on this show as part of this series. Can you redefine servant leadership and the different levels of servant leadership and why this is important? We talked about kind of the stage one, two, and three when you were on with Belanlay. Do you remember that? Oh, a little bit. Servant leadership really um, is giving others and empowering others with what they need, not necessarily what they want, but what they need. And, and your leadership style can, can be what it is, coaching or, or totalitarian even or democratic, but you can still reside in a culture of servant leadership. And it's all about driving the mission and the organization uh, and giving both of those, each of those, what they need. Mm, I love it. And, and both of you have parented in a way. I heard Brooklyn, I heard you say, um, and, and Jordan, get ready because we're going to come to you. But Brooklyn, I heard you say that um, your dad was intentional. I think at lunch you said everything was a lesson. Oh, Lord, here's another lesson. <laughs> but then you're like, mm, everything's a lesson. Exactly. As soon as you said that at lunch, Jordan, <laughs> can you tell us, uh, Jordan, do you have Jordan on uh, mic? You have him on? on? Okay, perfect. Yeah. Jordan, can, can you tell us, she said for her dad, her intentional dad, she said everything's a lesson. I've heard you say that, too. Can you tell me about your mom being intentional? And why is that important? Why should kids be like, yes, your mom is, you know, embrace those lessons. Like, you're looking back, too. What what lessons would you, you know, what advice would you tell yourself? You're 23 now? So roll back to 16 or 10. What advice would you share with yourself? Um, I'm going to go with 15. Okay. Uh, that's a little more feasible. Okay, uh, 15. So- 15, I'll tell 15-year-old Jordan, basically, to be, and it sounds cliche, but be more intentional. So I've I was oh. I've always been involved in so many different, uh, I guess, entities. And a lot of them, you don't understand the second and third order effects of those until years later. So oh. I would tell myself, you know, things like basketball, things like, you know, track and field, the things that I was putting a lot of energy into, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought were very important at the time, really didn't serve the 23-year-old me as as much as, you know, the payoff for those. So I would tell him, you know, basically to put more energy into the things that are going to serve you in in the long run. Um, And then obviously to invest in... Did you read my book already? Did you read my book, Jordan? (laughs) Already about investing in those things. Is that what happened? 
<laughs> investing no, no. in those. It's just beautiful. These are like these are universal truths. I always say, like literally, I, if not me, then who? Like I, ever since I was born, I've literally in my lifetime I've read a thousand nonfiction books. I never read it for fiction. I really wasn't into TV very much, and so I had the pleasure of reading over a thousand books and over a hundred books. I can honestly say I read or listened to multiple times, some 20 times. Like Deepak Chopra's The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success is like, you know, one of my favorite books. And it, and I probably read it for the first time maybe 10, 11 years ago. And it wasn't until this year that I'm walking in all seven principles, right? That I, that I, I think the first five were kind of natural to me around giving, et cetera. But being intentional is so important. And so, Jordan, I just, just, just wanted to, first of all, say thank you again for who you are. But we are all here to make a difference in the lives of others. So continue to share any other words of wisdom that you would share with 15-year-old Jordan. Um, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are the most important resource that we have in this mm-hmm. world, um, regardless of what capitalist America wants to say or, you know, any 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 ideology past that is, is really obsolete. Honestly, because without people, then nothing would matter. Uh, the power of money only matters when somebody's there to spend it. Right. You know what I mean? I, I so do. So it's just like people People are, is, the, is the biggest, most significant resource that this country has and this world has. Um, and and that's, that's, a, that's one of the main reasons, I, like I said, I joined the military. Um, developing subordinate leaders is something I'm most passionate about. I, lo- I love that, developing leaders. Jordan, one of the things, again, Brooklyn said was her dad was intentional. Everything was a lesson. Why is that important? Mm-hmm. Can you zero in real quick? Some some young people are watching, right? They're going to, you know, they're, they're, oftentimes the relationships between father and daughter or mother and son, they're not this loving. You guys talk on a regular daily, don't you? Regularly, right? Right. And you said you enjoyed yeah. connecting with your dad as well. So these were intentional parents who basically put the screws to you pretty pretty hard. Jordan, right? She was so, rough so as on as occasion. As why? why mom, yes, lessons learned. She was intentional. Talk about everything kind of being a lesson in her her communicating. Right. <laughs> everything, like like Brooklyn said, everything was a lesson. But as much as I, it, it got kind of irritating. I guess is the word you're going to say because it was so, it was so frequent. <laughs> Your mom it, is saying, it made mm. you realize that everything, everything you were doing, or everything she was doing, it it was for the the betterment of of myself and us as a team, as a cohesive unit. And so everything she did, it, it always ended with the reason I'm saying this, or the reason I'm doing this, or I say all this to say, blah 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 blah. And I feel like that's an important part that's missed in a lot of a lot of scenarios, even in conflict resolution. It's like. If you're not telling me why you're saying this, then I'm not gonna. It's not gonna stick with me. And so that's where the intentional aspect comes in. It's like, hey, I'm doing this, and the goals are in the means to blank. And it was always, it always circled back to the main goal, which was to progress both of us as as a unit. So uh, it always made sense. I love it. So no what, what the lesson was. This is like always the fastest hour of my of my life. Clearly. Um, so, um, Sean, I'm going to have you talk about just really quickly define principle one, two and three. And then we're all going to talk about conflict resolution. So just um, principle one. Say that. Say it again. Pillar one. So pillar one is inclusion. Inclusion. And then do you want me to, to list them all in order or are we going to define these one at a time, Tracy? So really quickly, inclusion. How do you define inclusion? OK, so inclusion is what teamwork used to be. And teamwork used to be everyone doing, quote unquote, their fair share. 
Teamwork is really about everyone making their best contribution. Can't do that if you don't feel included. Empathy. Empathy is understanding that everyone has their, their own challenge, their own battle that they're dealing with day in and day out. And we certainly don't always see that because we don't wear them on our sleeves or post them on social media. So at any given moment, the person that you are trying to collaborate with or get something, get them to do something, they may not be what you need them to be in that moment, do it as fast as you want them to, but they have their own thing that they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to empathize and connect with them on a human level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then mentorship. We keep saying that leaders have to develop more leaders. Okay, what does that mean? We're just creating clones of what? So this is a this is a nice little chicken and egg example, and then <laughs> you know mentorship is the answer to creating leaders that can then perpetuate the cycle of of mentoring others. And, and if I can indulge, can I just share what I really appreciate about Jordan? Totally. All right. So here's a young man, and and if you serve in the armed forces and and, and you're in your early twenties, that's a tall order to begin with. And and understand that as a college graduate and, and as a young leader, the impact that Jordan has. Totally. on the people in his unit and outside of it. Absolutely. Mission readiness, uh, wanting to re-enlist again because of the way Jordan leads, thwarting this epidemic of, of veteran suicides. Jordan is on the front lines of that. Right. Jordan, right. I know, partner, I know you had coaches, you had drill sergeants, you had teachers that were influential, and you said you're going to dial it back to when you were 15. 23 minus 8 is 15. We are eight years removed from Jordan entering high school going through, uh, trying to discover and, and find himself. We are eight years away from that. And here he is because he had a mother that was intentional. So I appreciate you both. Thank you. Do you see why I brought you together? This was intentional. <laughs> it, 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 it's coming together for you. Yeah. It's coming together for you now. <laughs> so I actually plan to do each of you separately, but this is, I, I don't know if I mentioned that I have ADHD and it's my gift. It's like a special, it's a, it's a superpower. I talk about tapping into your, in my, um, in my TED talk, I talk about tapping into your inner superhero. And so one of my superpowers is this ability to connect things in such a way that is actually it's, it's a synergy. It's like this amplification of these similar thoughts. And the whole point is for you, those of you who are watching bigger than me, yes, you're going to see so much more of Jordan and Natasha and Sean and these individuals. Right? It's all bigger than me. And we're going to be inviting you to be a part of this movement as well. It's all bigger than me, the movement, right? Because we are the change we want to see. I was going to have them sing uh, We Are the World, but I'll bring you back and you're going to join some ladies. And we're going to, th- th- there's some lines in that where like, you know, we, we, you know, we, we get to decide, like, right? We are the change. We are the world. We are the future, right? We decide. So I have, yes. I have one thing I want to say. Uh, please. Um, I'll be remiss if I didn't. Uh, I'm a big believer, firm believer in if you don't invest in yourself and make sure that you're okay, you can't serve someone else. Totally. So uh, although, you know, the big, the overarching theme is bigger than me, you have to understand that there has to be some type of selfish um self-serving uh you know uh, aspect into like you know developing and growing because i have to make sure i'm okay and i and i i basically uh alluded to and make a parallel to you know in the on the airlines when you're on the plane they tell you basically put, put on your mask first 
before you you uh, help anybody else. So you have read breathe, my book. I can't help the person next to me breathe. So. You, you you have read my book. <laughs> you're in it now. You just so that you know you're in it. You're all in it. That's why I do this show. Is it because again I like to say the show is intentional and organic. And absolutely, this last year has been the most transformational year for me as an individual. But it's also allowed me to create this platform for us to change the world. So I'm super excited about it. Yay! Um, so super excited. Um, we were talking about pillar one. So inclusion, pillar two, empathy, pillar three, mentorship, and pillar four. When those three aren't firing on all cylinders, we have to introduce conflict resolution. Conflict resolution. Define conflict resolution. Then Jordan, we're going to come to you to talk about any of those things that he just mentioned, or anyone else who wants to jump in. But but get ready, Jordan. So because we had we had some great conversations at lunch. So go ahead and talk about um, conflict resolution, the definition of that, and why it's important. And then Brooklyn, get ready for your example of how when you had a conflict. Some things got he you you, you he solves things the way I do it, it, preventatively. So go ahead, t- talk real quick about what 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 is conflict resolution. So a leader's doing one of two things: yes. they're either proactively leading or they're allowing something to happen. And so if, if we see something that needs to be addressed, some sort of corrective action. And Jordan said this great earlier, in that if you don't get it early, it festers, and now all of a sudden you've got something that's grown so big you don't know what the actual root cause is. So conflict resolution is about who to engage, how to do it, and, and when, when to do it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Jordan, did you have any thoughts about conflict resolution? Um, yeah, so as a leader, even as a parent in any entity that you're serving, um, you know, like he said, uh, it, if you don't, you have to be very intentional. I know it's cliche, but you have to be very intentional what you are resolving. And the fact that you're one of the paramount you know, principles is resolution. So if something is wrong, if you turn your eye to it or you let it, you let it continue, all you're doing is it's going to, it's going to manifest on itself. And now you have a foundation in which eventually is going to cause an environment or a climate that is counterproductive to whatever mission that you're trying to, you know, trying to serve or you know, accomplish. I love it. So you got to take the bull by the horn. Yeah, I just want to add that, you know, the same thing that um, Sean was saying earlier is that when you start with your kids early and like Brooklyn said, now she realizes what her dad was doing because he Mm -hmm. started it when she was younger. So now that she's 16, the resentment and all the things that comes along with with, you know, being corrected or being guided or being parented. She doesn't have that because it's not like he played with her and let her do whatever she wanted for the first, you know, 13 years and then she became a teenager and he was like, Oh my boys, now I have to discipline her. <laughs> and she's uh, and, 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 That's and a new show. That's a, you know, all show. of a sudden she's like, well, where is this coming from? And it becomes that tug of war because you know, it, as a parent, if you started from the time the kids are young and it's a continuous thing in the way you resolve conflict by communicating, by letting them know why and being consistent with it, by the time they get older, it's an expectation of how you do it in a healthy way that both both parties, whether it's in, you know, in your career or with your family or whatever, mm-hmm. they feel heard and they feel respected because they understand where you're coming from and the I place in which you know it's being done. And you know, I'm, I mentioned on the, the other show, I'm in human resources, so I do counseling all the time between leaders and subordinates. And a lot of the times, that's the reason because it was never the expectation was never set mm-hmm. from the beginning, so both parties understood what was expected from them to be successful so as a leader you can't be dismissive to the other person and like he said you're not having empathy and so on and so forth as to where they're coming from and then turn around and wanting to 
you know, have some type of disciplinary action. I do 100%. I need my laptop desperately. I just had to say that out loud. But, Jordan, I'm glad we have your face instead of me typing. So one of the things, again, we've done this show for three years, one year with video, two years just as radio, and the consistent theme, the reason I'm so excited about this book coming out is because these are amazing people who've never met each other, who are from different sides of the country, literally, Florida, as far away as you could possibly get from Seattle, but you have two amazing parents brought together in studio, and people I've interviewed in Alaska and, 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 and everywhere, right? There's very consistent themes. What I hear from the kids, which is why I like to bring the children on, is they never treated me like a child. There was a respectful relationship. Jordan, I heard you say that today, but I've heard it over and over. So my book is an anthology. It's a collection of all these words of wisdom from a thousand different books, top 100, and then thousand different interviews basically where people are talking about life and success and it's like you guys are all doing the same things without knowing it so a book can say one thing you can be aware of how to do it i love what you said um sean um when we talked about uh, opportunities um and, and what would you do differently if you could go back she's 16 and i said what would you do differently if you could go back 17 years 15 you're 15 16. 16. If you go back 17 years before she was ever born, I love the story you shared. Can you share that real quick? Life mm-hmm. is a journey. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish, and, and no one has done more than this young lady right here than, than uh, teaching me patience, teaching me unconditional love. I wish I'd started with a little bit more patience to begin with. Mm. I was literally an empty vessel. <laughs> <laughs> you were on Amen. E. <laughs> <laughs> on E came to patience. Amen. <laughs> so so if, if I could have redesigned it, um, that, that's one thing I would have changed. I love that. What I also love about you, can you go roll, roll back just a little bit more? You said when your wife was pregnant. Oh, goodness, she Because yes. she sounds like me. When I say, you said she read all the books. I've never been pregnant. I, my great, one of my greatest fears, and I have five. This year, this, I talk about this in my TED Talk. This year, all five of my greatest life fears came true. And I'm so glad they did. It's like, oh, my God. We'll talk about that in another show. But it's truly, one of them was having children. Just the idea, not that I had kids. This, sorry, let me, I didn't actually have a child this year. But I basically adopted someone else's child, basically felt responsible for her. And that was the fear is I didn't want to have children because I did not want to be responsible for another human being's livelihood outcome. Are they going to be wonderful? Like you said, I just want to raise a good person. So I had nieces and nephews and I wasn't responsible for them. Right. I tried to lean in the best I could, you know, but I didn't have a lot of patience. I knew there were a lot of things I needed to grow. God made it very clear that I was going to change the world as a child. He made it very clear. I've already seen myself on huge stages and 20 TED Talks, but been, like literally it's a done deal. That we're just I'm just walking in the I'm just walking it out I at this point. I just want to add yes. to both what both of you are saying. Yes. The patience and the fear, they go hand in hand because you don't have pa- patience because you're so fearful because you don't have a lot of time. And you're Ooh. so concerned about them being good people. You know, you have to get it done. You have to teach them these lessons. Ooh. And you don't realize that it has to happen over a period of time. It's not Ooh. gonna happen overnight. And that's where the two come in together. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say Thank that. you for that. So, again, you like that? I do. <laughs> you got something you want to say about it? <laughs> so, listen, guys, we have five. We have, this is our last five minutes of the show. So I'm going to give each of you 30 seconds to say, again, this show is called Bigger Than Me. I say we use technology, community, and positive psychology to help good people do great things. We tell stories. We share wisdom. We elevate expectations so each of you get 30 seconds to actually share 
what is that one thing? Someone's watching. They don't have kids. They're not trying to have kids. But they have some goals, some dream that they want to accomplish. And we talked today about being intentional. What did you say about you can't be partially purposeful? You are either you either are or you are not. You is or you ain't. Can I go there? I got two degree, three degrees where I can say that. You either is or you ain't. You either are or you are not. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> right? <laughs> you like that? Purposeful, intentional. So let's talk about why being intentional for whatever goal and dream you want. We're going to start with Jordan. We're going to circle around to this handsome guy. Actually, yes, we're going to circle. You, you, you're in with the intentional? You can talk yeah, about certainly. that? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to do it real quick. 30 seconds, Jordan. So sorry. So we're into it. This is my section that I call um, surrender and soar. It's the pause, the bigger than me moment. So give us a bigger than me moment, Jordan. Why is it so important for people to be intentional? You know, everyone has 24 hours in a day, but everyone spends them differently. So if you know your purpose, then you have to start, you know, thinking about it mathematically. How many hours of this day am I, you know, utilizing in order for me to fulfill my purpose, whatever that is. And so if you start thinking about it, the way you spend those 24 hours and how you invest into yourself will ultimately your future self and the people that you will affect with that purpose that you're fulfilling will think yourself today. And so that's the biggest thing is you got to start. I'm, I'm real big on introspection, which is looking within. And so you have to look yourself in the mirror, look yourself in the eye and say, am I being the best version of myself that my future self and my subordinates are going to thank me for today? What did you say? I said, hua. That's that's a military thing. That's, that's Army speak for right on. All right, now we're well, right on, Jordan. <laughs> right on, Jordan. Okay, um, Ben, darling. I, I, and you know, I got you to lean in because if you're on this Certainly. camera, I'm not sure what he's okay, doing. Okay, so I'll that. lean in here. I'll lean in here. Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this Intentional. is the inspirational hour. So, why is it? We got we got thirty seconds. Okay, so, so we got thirty so, seconds. So, so, so I want to speak out on. There, they're watching. Okay, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm you, you, I'll start. In. So I'm going to speak on what. Um, uh, what we actually Two talked minutes about. Now. Got, Fast. Okay, I, I'm going to speak on what, what she actually mentioned before, which is, um, you know, Jordan said somebody's got to do it, and um, mm. the executive director of this great organization called Facing Homelessness here in Seattle. Uh, it's a great organization. They have multiple projects. They build tiny homes in people's backyards. They go out and they they give food and they greet people experiencing homelessness in the eye. Um, they do. Um, you know, they clean up encampments of needles and, and batteries and other hazardous waste. And he says, you know, um, the only way to solve homelessness is not to like you can give money. That's great. But it's really to be there, boots on the ground, like seeing it. You can't you can't you can't um, be compassionate or empathetic if you aren't personally experiencing it. There's just no way around it. So you have to be there, boots on the ground, basically boots um, on the ground, so- invest in your best life mm-hmm. and if that means investing in others if that's your passion make it happen we got 30 seconds 10 seconds any final words thank you for being here so much i am so grateful to have you we definitely will have you back sean any final words on someone's watching to be intentional my charismatic beautiful and dynamic daughters is intentional with me here today and, and she's my favorite person on this planet i couldn't be happier how, do, am, they, how I, do they reach you by the way real quick so info at the leadership coalition.org but I'm especially thankful that Ben is here. Halfway through this show, we did our own little stand down. We took a we took a, a purposeful step back, recentered, refocused, and the fact that Ben is here to promote Seattle Stand Down. I appreciate you're here with us. All right. How do they reach Absolutely. Seattle Thank Stand Down? You. We gotta wrap it up. Hurry so up. go to the go to www.theseattlestanddown.org to volunteer, learn more information, and participate. Any any final words, Natasha? 
bigger than me, baby. It's bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs>